Hello and welcome to the Heat Check Podcast, Miami Herald's Miami Heat Podcast. I'm David Wilson and I am joined, as always, on the other line by Anthony Chang, our Heat Beat Writer here at the Herald. Anthony, what's up? Hey, David, how are you? Pretty good. Pretty good. Uh, covering you're covering the first place uh, <laughs> Miami Heat these days. Uh, we talked about it last week, but it was getting close. And um, I mean, they're really on a roll. It just feels like, you know, it's it's kind of... I, I, we've talked about it a couple times over the last, uh, a lot over the last couple of months here, but this is kind of the, the dog days, and a team always kind of tends to get rolling here. You're seeing the Grizzlies kind of in the West, and the Heat in the East when everyone else is kind of, uh, you know, the Nets are in a in a tricky spot, uh, especially with Kevin Durant out trying to figure out what they're doing. Uh, the Bucks just all year long have kind of, you know, just not, you know, they're they're in that post championship hangover kind of thing. They're going to be fine, but. You know they're they're not running away with the conference like I, I think they had the ability to if they were rolling on all cylinders. The Cavs have, have slowed down since their incredible start, and the Heat, the Miami Heat, the first place team in the NBA, uh, just just keep stacking wins right now. Yeah, I mean, just you know, it's not a huge surprise that they're they're first in the East, right? Entering the season, we thought they'd be one of the top t- teams in the East, but um. Just like we've talked about for the past month or two, everything they've been through to right. be at this spot, I mean, it's pretty big accomplishment. Now, you know, things it's still a long way to go. Yeah. Uh, but the fact they put themselves in this position with all the road games they've played, the fact that Kyle, Jimmy, and Bam haven't played together in pretty much exactly two months. Um, I realized yesterday the five-man lineup of uh, Tyler, Kyle, Bam, Jimmy, and PJ have only played 19 minutes together all season, which you would yeah, think would probably, probably be the closing the, lineup. Yeah, in the playoffs. Yeah, so it's just it's just a kudos to obviously the players in the roster, the front office, and obviously to Spo as well that they're in this spot. I mean, it's pretty 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 incredible and pretty rare what they're doing, um, considering what they've you know, the adversity they faced uh, over the first few months of the year. Yeah, it really is like a full group effort because it's been, you know, it's not like they've been really missing all three stars at any point. So, um, and maybe for a game here and there, but, but obviously for the most part, one of really Kyle or, or Jimmy has been in the lineup every day. So, so you've got the stars that are, they're obviously doing their part and both we're, we're going to talk about in a little bit here. The, the all star. Uh, starting lineups come out Thursday. Uh, the full rosters come out next week. Uh, heat in a weird spot where, where I think Jimmy and, and Kyle are both have played at an all-star level this year, but just have they played enough? Um, but, but like, like I said, whenever one of those guys is in the lineup, they're doing their part. Very, they've had very few nights where, where one of the Heat's three stars has not played well. Um, Obviously, you, you mentioned just the, the the full depth. Obviously, Tyler Hero has been the storyline since the start of the year. Max Struess, but then of course also you know Omer Yurtsevan and and whoever Caleb Martin, all these Gabe guys Vincent, have had to step up. Yeah. Gabe Vincent lately with Kyle Lowry out. All these guys that have had to step up. Um, you know they deserve a ton of credit. Obviously, the front office, like you said, deserves a ton of credit for finding all these guys, and and then Spo deserves a ton of credit for maximizing all these guys. Obviously, the Heat have had had better teams. Um, you know, I think the odds are still probably against them winning a championship right now, but although they're they're obviously a contender for it. Um, but uh, I would imagine if you gave Eric Spolster some truth serum and maybe even in a couple months, he won't he won't even need it. He he would probably say this is like the favorite team he's ever coached because it is like all the 
you know, the, the Heat have always been kind of a, a franchise that runs on two tracks, right? One is, is getting the star players here, and one is developing all these no-names. And Spo is always kind of, you know, obviously he uh, he, he likes coaching stars. He loves coaching Jimmy Butler. He, you know, was the best coach LeBron James has ever had, basically. Um, but you you know this is his track. The identity that he brings to this this franchise is the the no names that everyone that this the whole is this whole is greater than than some of the parts. Um, but they, this is that team right now. I mean, obviously they've got stars, like I said, doing chipping in. But um, this this is such an Eric Spolstra team, I think, and it's like the platonic ideal of what he would love basketball to be. I think. Yeah, I think, yeah, I think it's it's kind of obvious that Spo loves this team. If you just tell by the yeah. way he's like just like I said, talks if, about if, them, the mood, the general months, mood he's in. If you ask him dates, what his favorite team ever yeah. is, he'll probably say this one. Yeah, yeah. What do you you brought up the Pistons? I think it was last week when Tim we had yeah. Tim Reynolds on the Associated Press. Do you feel like this team is closer to like the Atlanta Hawks of a few years ago when they were getting swept out of the playoffs, but like putting up the you know the best record regular season record in the East, or do you think this team is closer to the Pistons? you know, a legitimate championship contender, despite not really having the quote-unquote superstar, although you could argue that Jimmy deserves yeah. that, that conversation, but they just don't have, like, the Kevin Durant or LeBron or anybody like that. Yeah, I, the Hawks is an interesting, you know, it's kind of like a comparison that no one wants to hear these days. But when I'm talking about teams that go on a run this time of the year, the Hawks, I think, are the ultimate, um, the ultimate example of a team that, whatever year that was when they won 60 games that I think they went undefeated in January, right? Like they, it was like everyone, you know, everyone else is kind of like taking it easy till the all-star break and they turn it on. Um, so yeah, that is the one thing that I think you see teams that get hot this year. It's why I'm just like a little more skeptical of the Grizzlies um, because they've, you know, gotten their, their win streak going lately, which is again, the time that you can you can win just by trying harder than everyone else this time of year, basically. Um, of course, the Heat are always going to do that, but I, I think they're they're closer to a Pistons championship type team. Obviously, one, you know, they obviously got swept out in the first round last year, which which was not great. But the year before that, they they went to the finals, um, and you know, I think Jimmy Butler is. It, it's hard to say this year because of how much time he has missed. But again, I think like if he was just in there every day, it'd be like a no brainer. He's one of the, like, six or seven best guys in the East. Like, he's locked for the All-Star game, all that kind of stuff. So I, I think they have the guys that that, that that differentiate them. And then Spoh's track record is, you know, obviously Mike Budenholzer has now gone on to win a championship. But, but at the time, uh, the Hawks were, you know, it, it was the wrap on Budenholzer forever, right? The, the regular, that they were always a regular season team. And the Heat have always been good in the regular season, for the most part, um, but but they're able to. I, I just think we've seen it from them in the playoffs, where I, I think they're more of a. Yeah, I, I'm not worried about them just being a cute story right now. I, I think there's no doubt that they're in that title mix. Or you know, again, I've always been kind of of the belief that the Bucks and the Nets are it's such like a wild card because of Kyrie and now now Durant hurt. But I've always kind of been a belief that those are the top two teams in the Heat are a clear third. Um, but obviously, just every week that goes by, it seems like the Heat are, are more and more punching their way into that weight class. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I think they're more the Pistons for a few reasons. I mean, A, we've seen them get to the finals before with yeah, not the exact same core, but very, you know, bam, 
Bam and Jimmy. Jimmy. Yeah, I mean, Duncan the two best and Tyler. Team. Yeah. Duncan and Tyler, right. Um, and you could argue this team is better than that one, right? I mean, at least definitely think, deeper. Yeah, I, I think, think definitely. I think it's definitely better. I mean, unless yeah. you think that Jimmy is worse than he was two years ago, which right, but, I think is an argument. You And Bam, obviously, we don't know what his health. Like, he's been good since he's gotten back, but still, like, he just hasn't played a lot. Like, those are valid arguments to make, but yeah. yeah. Uh, everywhere else, this team is better. And Duncan, B, I mean, obviously, not shooting as well, but whatever. Right, but, yeah, he's still, he's still a threat, and he can have those big games, yeah. um, as we've seen recently. Um, but, B, they've had a lot of success over the best teams in the conference, right? 2-0 yeah. against the Bulls, 1-0 against Brooklyn, I think 2-1 against Milwaukee. Struggled against Cleveland, but they, I think they were shorthanded in both, 0-2, and then Philly 1-1. So, I mean, they've had, definitely against Milwaukee, Brooklyn, Brooklyn and Chicago, they've had a lot of success over those teams. Yeah. And the fact that they haven't been healthy, like, we don't know what this team, this team has done all this missing most, you know, not being whole for pretty much the entire season. So I think there's still a lot of intrigue of what this team can be when slash if it ever gets close to yeah. healthy. Um, um, so I, I, I just, I really do think the Heat are a legitimate title contender. Like, I, I really do. I mean, yes, if Brooklyn's healthy and they have Kevin Durant and James Harden and Kyrie, um, they might have. They probably have. You could argue they have the three best players in the court. I don't know if I would yeah. go with that, but you could argue that. But would you rule the Heat out of that series? I wouldn't. I, I, I just, I think the Heat can hang with any of these teams. So, um, yeah, it's gonna be, it's gonna be a fun final couple months of the regular season. I think you know, whoever, wherever the Heat end up, the second round is gonna be tough because you're probably gonna face either a Brooklyn or Milwaukee in the second round. I would say. Um, so that that's gonna be tough, but. I really do think that he can can come out of the East um, if things fall right for them. Yeah, really the last week has been – it's weird because, like, you get Bam back and, you know, you're already playing, like, a title contender, basically. Um, and then – and without Bam. And But to me, the, the the thing that's validated is, like, the last week or so with Bam back in the lineup and they look better, right? It was something we talked about a couple of weeks ago. Like, what is this team – going to look like when they get Bam back. They, they had such a, a different identity uh, that they were playing with when they were missing all these all-stars. Uh, were they going to be able to blend that? Were, were, was it going to be smooth when Bam got back? Were they going to have, have to like reincorporate him? And the fact that it just went so smoothly. And like I said, now they just feel like a team that can, can roll out multiple different identities. It's kind of similar to what I said about the franchise, where they're on two tracks. They've got stars. You know, they've got get, you know, you're going to have come playoffs time. You need your stars to deliver, right? You need Bam or Jimmy to have the 40 point games in the in the finals. You need Bam to have his like 25, 10, and seven games where he blocks uh, Jason Tatum at the at the buzzer to uh, beat this up. Like you need your stars to be able to deliver like that. But you also, you know, they can't do that for 48 minutes a game every night. Obviously, and the Heat are, are a team that can. You know, Jimmy, it's kind of been Jimmy's mo since he's gotten here, right? Is that he knows he can take over games. He's shown it in, in places, but he really only wants to do that for the last for the fourth quarter of games. Basically, come playoff time, he's he's always like let everyone else get their get their looks, let them carry you to the finish line, and then you carry them across the finish line, and um, you know. Part of it is kind of maybe maybe they were fortunate to lose some of these guys for so long because it forced these other guys to really step up, but they have like achieved that ideal again. Like I said, it's it's those guys can can carry you a long way. The role players they they can keep you in the games when those guys are on the bench. 
you know, you're not going to have, you know, how many playoff teams are, have incredible starting lineups and get blown off the court when the bench comes in. That's not going to be an issue with the Heat, it doesn't seem like. Uh, and then the the only question, I think, the, the only question about whether this team can win at all is can the Jimmy, Bam, Kyle trio, and, you know, maybe Ty, Tyler Hero every once in a while will, will replace Kyle Lowry, basically, and that's just from a scoring standpoint. Uh, can the Heat's big two, big three, whatever we want to call them, can they compete and win an individual matchup with whatever combination of net superstars is out there with Giannis, Drew Holiday, Chris Middleton, um, with, if they get to the finals, uh, Steph Draymond and Clay or Andrew Wiggins, whoever, whoever it might be, uh, or, or the, you know, Chris Paul, Devin Booker. Like the, the, the question I think for them is, is how good are their stars? I think clearly they, 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 among championship contenders have as deep a secondary group as, as you'll, you'll find these days. Yeah. I, I think also like one of the most encouraging things so far this year has been the fact, like I remember us talking about this, David, we knew that he were going to have a good defense, right? Yeah. We, we knew they were probably going to have a top five defense. I think they're ranked eighth in defensive rating right now, which is a little bit misleading because they were like basically average while Bam was out, which right. is a, a huge accomplishment for them actually relative to what we thought this, you know, they would, how much they would struggle on the end of the court without Bam. Um, so if you take out that those seven weeks, they're probably mm-hmm. in the top five right. um, and not eighth. So they have a top five defense. And we said, well, if they just have a league average offense, they'll be probably a top four seed in the East just because of how good their defense is going to be. They've had the third best offense in the league. Yeah. And again, that's, we have this team hasn't really been healthy all year, and they're they're an elite offensive team. So that to me is extremely encouraging because if I would have told you before the season that this team was going to have a third best offense in the NBA. You would say, all right, this team is elite, like they're a legit title contender um, because we knew their defense was already going to be very good. So the fact that the offense has come together so well, um, it just seems to fit, and the shooting seems. I mean, last year the big storyline was where did the shooting go. They were the second-best right. three-point shooting team in the league. Last year, they really fell off and were one of the worst, actually. Um, it's back, and it seems like everything else is better. Free throws. Kyle's you know, Kyle's uh, presence as a point guard, the offense just seems to be running really well, which is very important because the defense is going to be there. The question was, how good can the offense be? And so far, again, it's been one of the league's best. Right. Um, yeah, that, I mean, that's, they, they're that's on what makes paper. That's the elite team. They on paper just do not have a lot of weaknesses on the offensive no. end of the court. Um, obviously, you've got a lot of shooters um, who have shot well this year as opposed to, to last year. You've got um, Kyle Lowry as that that do everything point guard, and you you've got good mid range shooters, which is as I harp on a lot is you need that come playoff time. You've got Tyler Hero, you've got Jimmy Butler, who's always been a great mid range shooter, and in a, in a time when so many of the league's best players are not getting the line at the rate they used to because of some of the rule changes. Jimmy Butler has been able to maintain that. So, uh, yeah, again, the, the only thing I wonder about with the, this team's championship ceiling, and I, I think they're clearly a contender because we've seen the way that Jimmy can turn it on come playoff time, uh, is are, are their superstars as good as some of the other superstar duos and trios around the league. And that is Bam. It's hard to compare because Bam is such an unorthodox star, as, as we say so often. Um, even Jimmy is to an extent, but obviously he still gives you that true iso- isolation scoring component that you think of in, in 
the league's true blue superstars. Um, but I think that's the only question I have with this team, and it's just something we won't know until playoff time when we see if Jimmy can still elevate his play like he did uh, two years ago. We can see if Bam is uh, you know, better than he was then, and we can see what Kyle Lowry looks like coming playoff time because obviously we haven't seen that in a while either. Yeah, no, that's a good point. And and also, I mean, they their soup their stars might probably aren't as good as the net stars, right? right. I mean, again, Kevin Durant's probably the best player in the world at this point. Um, but it's about also the support. Like during that yeah. finals run, it was Jay Crowder, it was Duncan right, Robinson, exactly. it was Goran Goran like playing the best basketball was he career. It's going to take that in the playoffs. It's going to take Duncan shooting 38, 40% from three. It's going to take Tyler Hero continuing to, you know, average 20 points a game off the bench. P.J. Tucker continuing to shoot 40-plus percent on threes. Yeah. It's going to take that. I mean, Jimmy's going to Jimmy's gonna do what Jimmy does, right? Uh, you would think. Kyle's going to be Kyle. And, and Bam, pretty much know what you're going to get from Bam. But can the other, you know, the supporting cast also play up to, you know, their, the level that they're playing right now? Right. Um, that's another question. So, again, this team is going to be there in the playoffs. They're going to have home court advantage in the first round. I think that's pretty clear. They're probably going to have a tough matchup in the second round just because of the way the East is set up. Um, and, you know, at that point, you see what happens. But they put themselves, I think, in a position where, you know, if they can get home court over Brooklyn or Milwaukee, obviously it's a plus. Although, no, yeah, you want, this, you, want, this is, you, want, you want to be on the road against Brooklyn? I was going to say, you want to be on the road against Brooklyn, so maybe you let Brooklyn <laughs> get the top seat. I don't know. But yeah. they're, they're going to be – the point is they're in, good, they're in a good spot. Um to really kind of control where they end up here in the East entering the playoffs. All right, we've bet, uh, beaten around the bush a little bit here. Uh, as we said, all-star game. Starting lineup's going to be announced Thursday. The Heat are, are not going to have anyone there. Uh, following Thursday will be the full rosters announced, and the Heat are in a pretty interesting spot where you know, we're recording this Tuesday morning. Uh, the Heat are in first place. They're going to be either in first place or very close to it. Uh, when these full rosters are announced next week. And usually if you're the best team in your conference, you're not just getting one all-star in the game, you're getting a couple. And right now for the Heat, it's because of all the time all these guys have missed. No, uh, you know, Bam is not going to make it, right? He's just missed too much time. Right. But even Jimmy and, Tyler, or Jimmy and uh, Kyle have missed a ton of time, and you just look at like they're – stats on paper and the game's played and it's like, are they even going to be all-stars? And I, I think the heater it have to get someone in, but it's not like they're not, I don't think they're going to get two, which considering how good they are, uh, is pretty unusual. Yeah. It kinda, it's kind of like a, sim, a symbol for how rare what they're doing is right. right. Like usually teams that are in the top seed have, you know, they're healthy guys that play a lot of games. Right, yeah. Even that, that Hawks team had four guys, right? The, the, yeah. Throwing out of the like Kyle Horford and like Joe there. Johnson. Yeah. I think even, right. I think even uh, Kyle Corver made the all-star game that uh, year. Yeah. That year. Right, right, right. Yeah. So it is it like shows you just how rare this heat team is. But I, you know, I think to me, in my opinion, um, and I had a vote for the starting lineup. So I didn't obviously didn't put any heat guys in there just because like we said, the ones who probably deserve it didn't play enough games. Yeah. Um, but I, I think Jimmy, if I have to pick one, should be the all-star. I, I, even though he's played 29 games and it's a lot of time, I, I just think he's very clearly the best player on the team when you take both sides of the court into account. Um, I think Tyler Hero probably has a second-best case because he's played most games and just what he's doing off the bench. 
I think Kyle is probably third, a close third, and I think Bam is fourth just because he hasn't played just he hasn't played enough games. Um, yeah. But I, I'm going to make the case for Jimmy here, okay? So Jimmy's played 29 games. If he plays in every remaining game, which is a big, uh, a big, big, yeah, big, yeah, big I would right. not bank on it. If he plays in every remaining game before the All Star break, he, I think he'd be, he'd have played in 41 games. Um, Kevin Durant has played in 36 games, uh, and Kevin Durant's probably not going to play again before the break. So he's going to have played more than more games than Kevin Durant. Mm-hmm. Um, LeBron James played 35 games right now. That's only six more than Jimmy. A lot. The point is, a lot of guys have missed time yeah. just because of the unique circumstances. Joel B is playing 35 games. Um, he's going to be an all-star. He's probably going to be a starter. So we're talking about a five, six-game difference here between Jimmy and other guys. So it's not that. It's not like Jimmy's, you know, 20 games behind them. It's right. not. It's not that far. And then, secondly, I mean, you look at all the advanced metrics, and I mean, Jimmy belongs in that conversation. He, he just does. Um, you look at wins above replace. Oh, win shares. Um, he's 13th in the league, right next to Van Vliet, LeBron, Steph Curry, Kevin Durant's eighth. Like he and Joan beat seventh. Um, that he's in the conver- he, he's you know in that class with all the guys who are going right. to make the All Star game. Yeah. Um, another thing, I uh, did this earlier. Guys who are averaging or uh, tw- at least twenty point six rebounds and six assists. LeBron James, Giannis, Jokic, Doncic, uh, Ja, Harden, and Jimmy. And if you want to narrow that to guys who are doing that on better than forty five percent shooting. It's only LeBron, Giannis, Jokic, and, and Ja and Jimmy. So his numbers are all-star worthy. I think his impact is all-star worthy when you when you take defense into account. He hasn't played as many games as the others, but he's not that far behind. So I I do really think Jimmy should make um, the all-star game. And and then when you consider Kevin Durant is going to be voted as a starter, he's probably not going to play. Yeah, he's not going to So play. that opens up an even another spot. Um, I, I, I have to think Jimmy will get in. I, I really do. Yeah, yeah, I, I kind of think Kyle Lowry has been the most valuable player on this team this year, just because those extra ten games I think he, he's played compared to to Jimmy. Like if he if he you know if he misses, if he's not playing in December. This team is not in first place, obviously. Like if he's for sure, yeah. So but the fourth, but um, his numbers just aren't sexy. His not, numbers eh? aren't as good, yeah. and point guard's tough, right? Like you look at some of the, like Trey Young, Lamelo Ball. Uh, Darius Garland, like it, it's tough at point guard. Like there's just a lot. It's a yeah. or just guard in general. Like always, DeMar. James Harden, yeah, yeah, Demar. Even though Demar is actually a forward now, Fred VanVleet, like it's yeah. just stacked. Um, compared to the forward spot, where as you mentioned, especially with with Kevin Durant out, and like you said, the numbers are, are just a little sexier. And, and probably honestly, by the time we're talking next week, um, you know, Jimmy Butler would have maybe. You know, if he's played how many games between now and the next time we record? Three or four, probably, right? Yeah. Like, um, yeah. Just in, four just or five he games. plays like yeah. three or four more, and like all of a sudden, like his games player are getting up a little bit closer to where you want them to be. And like you said, if, if he plays, even if he misses one or two and he gets to 38, 39, 40 games by the All Star break, like that, that's good enough, uh, I think, to to justify getting him into this game. And like you said, like, the numbers are sexier, and then also just, like, you want the All-Star game to be the... Ideally, you want... You know, it never works out this way because some guys have great first half, some guys are hurt, some guys are deserving because uh, whatever, because they play for a great team. Some guys aren't, who are really good, aren't deserving because their team stinks. But ideally, you would like the All-Star game to be the 24 best players in the world all playing. And, you know, Jimmy just fit, fits that bill where it's like, it's an All-Star game. We're really not going to have Jimmy Butler there when he's the 
best player on the best team in the league. Like, it's it just, he's going to get in. I, I feel pretty confident about that. Yeah, I agree. I, I know a lot of people are, like, kind of freaking out, saying that he's not going to have an all-star. Oh, my God, imagine if Spo was the coach, and uh, <laughs> there's no heat representation as far as players. I, I just, yeah, I Especially think Especially with Kevin Durant. Yes. Very unlikely to play. It, it's yes. very, um, I, I feel very confident that Jimmy Butler will get into the game. Yes. And I was told, unlike last year, when, you know, there was talk about him, Jimmy turning down an invite um, as a replacement player in the All-Star game mm-hmm. because Bam didn't get in, um, I was told that that will not happen again this year. So if he is, if he doesn't make it as a reserve, which I, I still think he'll get in on his own, but yeah, me too. if he's just in because Kevin Durant pulls out, I, Jimmy will will take that invite. Um, so I, I expect that's my bold my bold prediction. My bold midseason prediction is Jimmy Butler will be an All Star this year. And I don't know what's supposed. I mean, I don't know if supposed to throw games or what, but I can't <laughs> imagine that he's looking forward to coaching the All Star game and that possibility. I think the cutoff date. I was so it was February six. So when was the last time he did it was it like the second big three year. The year when they went, on the, yeah. the year they went, it might have been the third. It might have been the third. I think it was, that was the third year, right? I think that's I think, right. I think that was the third year of the big three when he. Yeah, it might have been the third. I'm not, it was one of those years, but um, yeah, I can't imagine. He, so he has a, what? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. He has seven games to figure out what he's going to do. So he doesn't there have a game to up right now on on Chicago, right? As we record, yeah. he's probably rooting for the Bulls and uh and the Nets to win every game here from here on yeah. out this week. Um, uh, but, yeah. Anyone else, like, we got a long way to go until we, like, really start talking about this, but anyone else you'd like to see represented at All-Star Weekend? Like, could the Heat stick a guy in the rookie game? Well, I think Ole Miss, I think Yurt's having... Yeah, like, is Yurt going to get into the rookie game? Because the world, yeah. The way it's structured now, world against U.S., I I think Yurt's has to get in, right? I mean... Uh, Yeah, I don't don't know enough the pool of, like, like, who else? Shingun is good, right? In uh, in Houston. And it's first and second year players, too, so it's not just... Yeah, so I, I don't know enough what the full like pool of candidates is, but but it's a but it's definitely a possibility. I mean, yeah, I wouldn't be surprising if he's in there. Um, and you know, I know PJ. PJ in the three point contest. He does not want to do it. Does he not? <laughs> no, he does not want to do it at all. Eric could Gordon he, mentioned him uh, as like the he, guy who. who could he just? Could in. he? Could we get a like a rule change? Just let him take thirty shots from the right corner. Just corners, yeah. Just yeah. He, he he can take it only. He doesn't have to take above the break threes. Just corner threes only for only for PJ. Um, Caleb for the dunk contest. He said he would be open to it. I don't know if that's really going to happen, but yeah, it feels like, like it's going to be. I mean, I don't know what. I honestly have no idea what these competitions are even going to look like now. Right, they did a dunk contest at halftime of the game last year. I guess they're probably yeah. not doing that again. But I think they're doing back to normal. Yeah, back to normal Saturday night. Like, I mean, just like, John Morant, like, Anthony Edwards, there's actually some, like, good young candidates for the dunk contest now. Like, it feels like we were in a lull where they were just, like, like, where Caleb Martin could have been in it. And right. maybe he still could if a bunch of these guys turn it down. But it, it feels like there's some exciting young names. Miles Bridges. Be, yeah, Miles Bridges, who's done it before, I think. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, Scotty Barnes. Like, there's a bunch of, like, exciting young athletes that would probably – be fun in it, and I can see doing it. But yeah, Caleb mm-hmm. Martin, Max Struess in the three point. I mean, I would. Oh, I was thinking Tyler Hero in the three point contest. Yeah, I know Tyler he's Hero not. Or he Tyler Hero have, like, the, the numbers challenge. of the rest of those guys, but like he's got the rep. Um, yeah. and I, I think guys like to see those like tough shot makers, right? It's yeah, the high volume shooters get in more often necessarily than the high percentage guys. And I don't know. I feel like Tyler Hero would go to the All Star game. If 
All-Star Weekend if he was invited, right? Yeah, I think so. And I, I think Skills Challenge is also a possibility yeah. for him just because it would make sense for him to know they have guards and big men, like two divisions for that competition. Um, it makes sense for, for Tyler, too. So, I, you know, I, I just think I think there will be, again, Jimmy should make the All-Star game, but I think there'll at least one Heat player will be invited to that night just because, again, the Heat are very good. Yeah. And they deserve Especially if you're only getting one guy in so, the All-Star game. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You would think either a three-point contest, whether it's Max or you know, PJ or, or Duncan or dunk contest with Caleb or Tyler with um, three-point contest or um, or skills. Like, I, I think there'll be somebody from the Heat um, participating that night. All right, uh, let's wrap things up with a uh, mailbag. First time we've done one of these in a while, but obviously people are excited about the Heat, so I want to get some people's input here. Uh, Anthony, you took some questions on Twitter. You want to you run through a couple of them? Yeah, I got a bunch on Twitter today. Um, I selected three that we could run through here pretty quickly. All right, sounds um, good. That I thought were pretty um, good questions. The first, from Bill Stellman, is there a real sense around the team that O'Meara needs to be worked in with Bam at the power forward, save for when opponents go big in the playoffs, or are they just looking at it as a way to get O'Meara some minutes? Um, now, I think he's referring to the fact that they played together, Bam and O'Meara played together mm-hmm. against Atlanta on Friday when PJ uh, left the game early. Yeah. Um, it was a little surprising, but I guess, you know, Spo doesn't want to mess up the rotation, so it let him keep the bench rotation intact. And O'Meara started the second half, like the first five or six minutes, and he didn't play again for the rest of the game. Um, the results of that, like, it was seven minutes. That seven-minute stretch was he were scored by four, so not terrible. Like, it was okay. Yeah, it wasn't a disaster. Yeah. Not throw it out off of one try. Right, right. But I just don't think that's, like, something they're going to do this season consistently you know i i think we know the way spo wants to play um in the playoffs he he, he would want to play small unless they're like playing philly or cleveland right right playoffs so i think those are the two teams you might have to play uh deadman as you know as the backup center but honestly if they're playing anybody else other than philly or cleveland i, I really expect the heat to go small and leverage their strengths and and all the wing players they have when victor comes back maybe pg playing center at you know when bam's not in there so I think it's something that's intriguing for the future. Even Pat Riley mentioned that, you know, in his uh, quote on the Heat press release when they signed Omer this summer, he said, yeah. you know, that he might compliment Bam well. But, uh, you know, we haven't seen Omer shoot threes this year, right? Or right. I think he shot one all year. He's he hasn't not been going using to the three-point contest. He's not going to three-point contest. The spacing with him, Bam, and Jimmy is not good, right, when those three are on the court together. So I, I just, yeah, I don't see that as a sustainable combination this season. Next season, maybe, or in a couple of seasons, probably. But um, this season, yeah, I would not expect to see much more of that. Yeah, I think, um, and I think this is more a Pat situation than a Spose situation, but I think Pat kind of has probably a little PTSD from what happened in the playoffs last year where the Heat just got obliterated on the glass. Um, I mean, it was one of the big talking points after that was like, we got to get some bigger guys, right? Like, we can't we can't just have this one option. And, um you know, the Heat are better this year than they were last year. So I don't think they're going to get run out of the gym by a team that just kills them on the boards. But the the Omir thing is basically a wrinkle, like a breaking case of emergency right? if that happens. And, right. again, I don't expect that to happen because the Heat are better, and I, I don't think you can beat them in a one-dimensional manner like that. Um, like, you know, obviously the, the Bucks beat them up and down the court last year, but – the you know they could have beaten them basically just by killing them on the glass like every game was a blowout so um 
I, the Heat are just better to they, they can overcome that this year in a way that I don't think they could last year. But you know, they could come. Maybe there's a third quarter in a series there where they're like, all right, we're giving up a lead, or we we just are not able to stage a comeback because we're getting killed on the boards. And and Omer has 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 proven himself good enough to to play in in meaningful minutes. Again, it's like what we saw two years ago where it was like Kendrick Nunn didn't play for like the first whatever many games of the playoffs in meaningful minutes, and then they kind of needed him just like for that extra scoring punch, and he came in and, and delivered. I think that's Omir's role probably for this team come playoff time. Yeah, I think that's that's fair. And So second question uh, from Twitter, John X underscore 22. What players make the most sense in the Christian Wood rumor since the Rockets have to be quote-unquote wowed? Um the background on this is the Athletics Kelly Iko reported, I think it was uh, on Monday, that the Heat has been one of the more persistent teams in engaging with the Houston Rockets on Christian Wood, which is interesting. Yeah. Right? Christian I mean, Wood's if, very good. Christian Wood is good. He is good. Um, but, you know, the, the Heat really don't need another center. Yeah. I know Christian Wood could probably play next to them because he can shoot threes, right? Um but I guess the bigger question here, again, if that goes very credible, I trust him. But a lot of times, he's, you know, you never know where these uh, reports are coming from. You know, it's, uh-huh. as they call it, as they call it, it's lying season, right, to, to build markets around the NBA. So I'm not saying it's false or saying it's true. I, I can't confirm it right now, but mm-hmm. um, I guess we'll take it for what it's worth, right? Um, I, I think the bigger question is right now. Should the Heat make a trade of that magnitude, considering how well they're playing? Um, I think I, I don't know if I would. I, I, I'm not saying that you need to be content with where you are, but this team seems to, seems to fit so well. We haven't seen it whole again. Um, and you know, let's say trading a, a guy like Duncan and Omer, right? That that would work money wise. Would you do that trade, David? Right now, we consider. I know I know Duncan isn't playing. You know, he's he's having a quote unquote down year, and Christian Wood is good. But would you tra- would you pull would you do that trade right now? Pull the trigger on that trade, Duncan and Omer for Christian Wood. I don't think so, and not because you know from just like a pure talent standpoint, it is an upgrade. Um, Christian Wood is better than Duncan Robinson, and as we said, Omer Yurtsevin is probably not going to be a factor in any meaningful way when this team is actually hunting a championship in a couple months, but. It just really does not feel like what they need. Like I, I just don't, I, I don't get it. I don't, I don't get what the it, Christian Wood is better than Duncan Robinson, but to me, it's more useful to have a player like Duncan Robinson than a player like Christian Wood come playoff time. Now we haven't really seen Christian Wood, this version of Christian Wood since he's. Have we ever seen Christian Wood in, in a playoff game? I can't even remember. I, I don't remember. I don't if he was think on that. so. At least, no, at he least got there right. It was Detroit. He got there yeah. right before. He was not that, there the last. That was when he played, started playing really well in Detroit. Yeah. Yeah. So it was Detroit, and then he went to Houston, and they traded Harden, and were the worst team in the league after that. Like I don't know. He just did, there's no, and obviously this you can say this about a lot of guys. There's no track record of him being a winning player. Real, you can say that, and then it's true until it's not. You know. It's, yeah. Dead yeah. hooker, like there's a million examples, but I don't know. It feels like a a lot. It feels like a like we said, this team is right now a, an obvious title contender, first place in the Eastern Conference. Does not feel like that is the shakeup to make. Like you know, yeah. if you could get a guy like 
Bradley Beal or right. one of these Kyrie like, or something wing, like that. Kyrie, yeah. like one of these like wing scores that you just know is going to be useful come playoff time. Um, then yeah, take your big swing. But but Christian Wood just does not feel like. And again, a, a big swing for Christian Wood would like like you said, you're not going to have to give up a ton for him ultimately. Well, according to the report, the the Rockets are waiting for a blow me away offer. So, you know, if the Rockets are hoping the Heat include Tyler Hero in that trade. It's never um, going to happen. That's not going right. to happen. Yeah, so like what we're saying, but like just for the hypothetical example you threw out, like yeah. ultimately that's not that steep of a price for this Heat team, right. especially, you know, if you worry about how Duncan's contract is going to age, um, which I think is a fair concern. And, and maybe that's part of the calculus here is you get off of that kind of, I don't know, the contract doesn't look as good as it, it did when he signed it, I don't think. Yeah. Um, right. It's just, it's just maybe it's I part mean, of it, trading but again, away a starter. Time, yeah, trading away a starter at this point for a guy who is, I don't know, like a borderline all-star type guy, but also has only really ever been productive for really bad teams. Like we just, there's there's a lot of question marks there with him. I don't, I don't think the Heat are in that the business for a gamble. I think a Christian Wood acquisition would be a gamble. And right. I, that's I like if the Heat, right? That's if the Heat were like not disappointing, but were like you know warming the expectations like last year and they needed something as a spark and yes. just to change it up. But right now, I, I just, I would not mess with it unless something that you just couldn't refuse popped up, right? Like Damian Lillard said, I want to be traded immediately. Yeah. <laughs> but other than that, I, I would, I would, I would stick with this roster. To me, it feels mm-hmm. like when like the Heat are always in the John Collins rumors, uh, cause he's a South Florida guy. Like it feels similar to that to me. It's like, is he good? Is he like a borderline all-star talent? Yes, but, like, are you going to be frustrated by him probably as often as you're excited by him? Probably. Yeah. And what does that mean? I mean, Christian, what your guess would start, right, if you're trading him? So does that mean yeah, PJ yeah. moves to the three and, and Christian Wood is starting next to – I just – I don't know. I, I don't – I yeah, just – PJ would come off the bench. How do you – but PJ's played so well. I know. He's been so important to this team. I, yeah, it just – when I saw it, I'm like, huh? What? And, again, it, I'm, I'm not saying it's not true, right? Well, Christian Wood's biggest a, a reporter, but I just I, it just yeah, you look at like the, the smell test. It's like, huh? Isn't really roster wise and where the Heat are. It, it it's hard to kind of justify a move like that. Well, Christian Wood's best strength is a pick and roll center, right? Like that's kind of his yeah. stick, and that's like the Heat are like the one team in the league that's like that's just not what they do, at to the degree that most other NBA teams do it. Like it just does not feel like a fit to me at all. Yeah, and how and I don't know what Christian would be like like a secondary offense. Like he's right now with these teams, he's getting run, the offense run through him pretty much, right? Yeah. And, and Miami would not be like that. So um, it'd be a different role. How would he fit? You know, how would he play in that role? Would he be the same type of guy? Yeah, I don't know. I, I think again, we'll, and we'll we'll talk about this as the trade down becomes a little closer in the next couple of weeks. But the bigger question is what kind should the Heat stand pat? Pretty much, and I think this yeah. is like the first trade deadline where. Most fans are like, we don't want anything to be done other than maybe something minor um, to get, like, get rid of some salary or make like a small move or just to maybe make more room for, for Caleb or something like that. But I don't think there's a big move brewing for the Heat just because of how good they look and how well this roster seems to be put together. Yeah. Well, the other thing with the Heat, and we'll obviously talk more about this when we get into the offseason, is like they suddenly have like a lot of really good young pieces, which was like not the case. 18 months ago, necessarily, you know, when they had Duncan, I guess, and, and Tyler felt somewhat untouchable. Um, you know, now if, if we go into the offseason and 
the Damian Lillard's sweepstakes really heats up or um, Bradley Beal, Zion. Like, they've all of a sudden, you know, we're getting closer to some of those. I want some of those protections being lifted. I have no idea where we're at right now with those um, in terms of being able to trade some first-round picks. And all of a sudden you also have um, your Tevin and Caleb and, like, You've got pieces actually to like. You no, know, the the wonder with the Heat was like, what do they really have to give up right. for Damian Lillard or whatever? You know, they still probably don't have the same package that some other teams can offer, but like it's getting closer, and uh, you got a lot of chips all of a sudden. Yeah, and Tyler's a big part of that, right? I mean, last year the the talk was, yeah, what is Tyler worth now? Because he wasn't, you know, he kind of disappointed last year. Now all of a sudden. How many guys probably would the Heat trade Tyler for at this point? Right. There are probably aren't many, considering his age, his contract status, how good he's playing, his potential. There probably honestly aren't that many guys that the Heat would be willing to include Tyler in a trade for. Yeah. Um, and that's so a good between, thing. Between his ability, between all those extra piece, filler pieces you kind of have, just like his throw-in chips um, that I think a team could feel good about and feel like they can develop them and give them a bigger role and all that kind of stuff, and then obviously the Duncan contract is uh, like well, yeah. helps you yeah. take match salaries. Well, that, that's a, and that's that's an important point because if you include Duncan in a trade like this, it then all of a harder. sudden yeah. it becomes a harder. Now you have Christian Wood's contract, right? But Duncan's contract at eighteen million a year is bigger than Christian Wood's. I think it's like fourteen million or so. Um, now his would be expiring next season, so it'd be a little bit more attractive. But Duncan's contract. Not only is he important because he's a starter, and he, you know, with Bam and Jimmy, he helps them a lot. I think they complement each other very well. Mm-hmm. Although Duncan, you know, I know hasn't been playing as great as he has in past years, he's still an important part of the team. But B, if you include Tyler here in a trade in a hypothetical situation, he's on a rookie deal. Even next year, um, he's on a rookie deal. So to make the money work, you need to include a bigger, de- bigger contract. You're not going to include Bam or Jimmy or probably Kyle. Duncan is the next biggest contract, right? So yeah. Duncan's contract is very important. You have to be very careful and selective in what trade you would include him in because once you trade him, that contract is no longer available for you to deal. So yeah. um, that's something else to keep in mind. Yeah, so to me, I'm, I'm just, you know, you feel like would Christian Wood maybe give you a slightly better chance to win a championship this year? Yes, but um, I'm holding on to my chips and waiting to go all in with, with a better hand, I think. Yeah. There's no, there's no need to do something a move like this. I mean, yeah. I, I don't know. I mean, does it make them more of a title contender? I don't, I don't even know. I don't, I don't yeah, know. How, I don't know, you know either. Like you said, I mean, maybe he's the, the best yeah. player in the deal, but the fit, how it affects depth, how to, you know, it's, it's just there are a lot of question marks. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I would say my my answer to this question is uh, I would not, I would not expect a deal of this magnitude this year. Yeah. Uh, last question, and this is a quick one. Uh, from Sally E211, where's Kyle Lowry? Um, I've gotten a few message, voicemails, emails from readers saying that they feel entitled to know where Kyle Lowry is and why he's missing games. My answer to that is he's listed as out for personal reasons for a reason. It's a personal reason. And, you know, I think as reporters, we all try to respect respect you know, players and coaches and, you know, people recover their privacy when they ask for it, right? So mm-hmm. um, it is a personal reason. Um, I could say that it's a day-to-day issue at this point. You know, I don't think the Heat exactly know. And, again, we're talking, we're reporting this on Tuesday, right? So things could change in the next 48 yeah, hours. Could, you could be to this. play Wednesday. Right. Yeah. But as of recently, 
he did not know when he would be back. So I have been terming it now as out indefinitely. That could mean he's back on third on Wednesday for the Knicks game. That could mean he's back in weeks. I, you know, I think it just depends. So um, that is the update. Um, there's, there's, there was uncertainty as far as when he'll be back. There is not an expectation as you know, he'll be back in a day or two days. Yeah. The Heat do not know as of a few days ago. So um, that's where where I will leave it. All right. Uh, I think that's a good place to finish up. Uh, you can follow Anthony on Twitter at Anthony underscore Chang. Uh, you got anything you're working on right now? Um, just covering the best team in the East. That's pretty yeah. much it. I mean, I have a few things brewing, but, you know, just day-to-day stuff. There's a road trip coming up. Going to Boston where it will be two degrees on Sunday. So that'll be fun. Um, but I'm used to it because, I'm, you know, I'm living in Miami where it's, you know, 30, Being cold. 40 in the morning. Yeah, it's, it's kind of 63 degrees or something outside right now as we're recording. I haven't, looked at, I haven't been outside. Too cold for my life. A couple hours, but yeah, got the iguanas cold. falling. For some reason, doesn't it feel like I go, like, to – It's – yeah. I go like to uh, a city and it's you know Atlanta, let's say. I mean, thirty, forty degrees, and it's like, oh, that's oh yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like a here, 60, a sixty degree day in DC feels yeah. great. A sixty degree day down here is, I don't, for whatever reason, it's cold. I don't know why. Yeah, it feels colder. There's something about it. Yeah, uh, you can follow me on Twitter at db wilson too. Um, you know, all all over the place these days. Uh, National Signing Day coming up next week. I'll be in Mobile, Alabama for the Senior Bowl. Anthony, you ever been to Mobile, Alabama? I have not. I've been, <laughs> I'm looking I've been for to Birmingham. I've been to no, Birmingham I, also. Yes, I've been to Birmingham, not Mobile. Montgomery. Mobile, Montgomery is so pretty nice. Where is Montgomery? Alabama. I know, relative to, to like I don't Birmingham. Know. I don't know. I don't know the geography <laughs> of Alabama. Mobile is close to Pensacola. Like, I'm barely... Yes, yeah, Mobile is like, like the panhandle pretty much. Yeah. yeah. So I've driven through it. Um, but I have never stopped there. So yeah, so I'll, I'll give you a review next week. I Let guess, me know because we'll we'll be I'll be recording from there if I'm on next week. I guess we'll have to see what our schedules look like. Um, anyway, uh, thanks as always for listening, everyone, and we'll talk to you guys next week. <laughs>